coming to you live from Cedic, the basement at ICN Studios in Brooklyn. I'm Jaina Jefferson, and this is And Friends with Jaina Jefferson. Every other week, me and a new guest host each time are going to get us. Oh my God. Every week, I <laughs> fuck up my intro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, today's guest is none other than Bleacher Reports, Aisha Kinonia. Hey, hey. So how are you today? I am great, just preparing for the Super Bowl, so my mind is running rampant right now. So You heard me right, guys. Bleacher Report, she works for Bleacher Report, <laughs> and this whole episode is going to be about sports. Yes. Well, mostly. Of okay. course, Talk of the Town is going to be about something else. Right? Okay, I'm all right. Um, so anyway, before each episode officially starts, we give the Beyonce mood of the day. Yeah. Beyonce's mood of the day uh, is basically how you're feeling today using a Beyonce song, uh, lyric, clothing, maybe a dance, whatever it may be to describe how you're feeling today. Has to be freedom. Yes. How so? This year, I'm just reclaiming my time, and I just yes. feel as if that yes. song is just yes. like, I'm about to be free. I'm about to do everything I need to do that I didn't do last year, and yeah, it's coming to the year headstrong. You know what's funny? I feel like this month has been so long. Yes, it's still January. But it feels <laughs> so good. Like, I already, I can feel a difference in my 2018 yes. already. Same. So it's really, it feels good. Good energy. I'm just like, this yeah. is such a difference that I didn't feel last year. And I'm like, I need this. I hope mm-hmm. it keeps I hope it going. keeps going. Yeah. yeah. I think my Beyonce mood of the day today. And there's a reason, but I will not be saying it. <laughs> That's honestly how I feel. But it's, if I were a boy, there's no like particular like personal reason, mm-hmm. but you guys That's will learn vibe. soon That's enough. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, so listeners of the show, you're in obviously in for a treat. Um, there's a Spotify playlist for the Beyonce mood of the day. So search Beyonce mood of the day and follow it on Spotify. Each song mentioned by myself and my and friends to start off the show have been and will be added to the playlist after each episode. So you can stay up to date on your Beyonce discography. <laughs> your Beyonce discography. Because Beyonce is everything. And yes. she deserves to be respected and honored yes did you see her at the uh grammys and stuff i did i just left work Mm -hmm. and i had a discussion about this with my co-workers apparently everything she's worn is a hint that she is going to be on the black panther soundtrack i'm preparing myself she didn't post on instagram for like a few weeks it's time just like no she's quiet coming right coming and i'm worried coachella is what in two months I believe March. so, yes. It's coming. Next month is November. No, no, it is not. <laughs> Just fast forward through the whole year. <laughs> we already are done with 2018. Next month is February, meaning yes. next month is the Black Panther movie and soundtrack. Yes, can't wait. She wore a beret, meaning like, you know, Black Panther attire. Mm-hmm. And her clutch for the Grammys was a Black, a Black Panther. Panther. So I'm like, super sleuths, Beyonce super sleuths are on the case. And Ready they, for your wigs to be snatched. Uh, my my edges are prepared. I coconut oil them as often as possible. I got to prepare my scalp because mm-hmm. she, the here she comes. The sledge is about to be. Right. <laughs> Girl. Oh, no. <laughs> like, you know it, too. I was texting my sister during the Grammys, and she was like, she out of the blue, she just texted me. She's like, 
Beyonce is coming and I, I know it. And I'm like, yeah, yep. I know. It's that time. We feel it in our spirits. So yeah, that's when how you, we know. you can just feel it. You're right. like, something's... Everybody mm. I follow on Twitter, everybody's like, mm. Beyonce's too quiet. Something's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, every time. I'm worried. I'm anxious. But I'm prepared. Same. And you know, when music is on the way from her, a tour is soon to follow. So get, get them, the coins The coins need to be prepared. Right. <laughs> get the coins ready. Every so often, just like t- maybe make a little money or take a little out. Make a savings Put account. It Put it Beyonce to the side. Put it to the side. Your um, hmm, slavings account. Yes. Ah! Love that. Slavings. <laughs> <laughs> So this week on Talk of the Town, uh, the Grammys happened. Yes. Uh, Bruno Mars won for Album of the Year record and Song of the Year and three R&B awards as well. Mm-hmm. He swept. He Anything he was nominated for, he won. Yep. So shout out to Bruno Mars. Alessia Cara won Best New Artist. Kendrick Lamar won five out of seven possible awards, including Best Rap Album. And surprisingly, SZA and Jay-Z, who were the most nominated musicians um, in their respective genders, were both left empty-handed. Yikes. So, did you watch the Grammys? Uh, I just caught a few clips here and there. What did you think about what you saw? Um, I mean... I have to definitely chime in on the Jay-Z thing because everybody was like, oh, he walked away empty-handed. It was in New York. This was his time. Mm. And I'm like, no. Okay, okay. Thank you. Because okay, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm worried because like I, okay. Listen here. 444 was good, but it was not that damn good right. to be getting all these nominations. Exactly. Like, the talk of the office that day, because I was at the office the day that the Grammy nominations came out, Mm -hmm. we were all like, let's just discuss the elephant in the room right now. Why does Jay-Z have all these nominations? (laughs) Like, it was good, but it was not that good. Right. So, for him to walk away, I thought he was going to win at least one. I thought he was going to win Best Rap. I was hoping he would win Best Rap Album. When you do Beyonce dirty. Mm Mm-hmm. That's that karma. Especially, like, if they couldn't give Beyonce... Her things, and she was the victim. Right? <laughs> Why would they give Jay Z his things and he was the cheaty, exactly. the cheater? Like that wouldn't make any sense. Exactly. That's not fair. That's what happens when you, you know, when Blue you cheat there on Beyonce. To put both our parents in place, though. Like, mm. You Blue, know, Blue Ivy was the MVP. Oh I my God. live for that child. She's just like, like stop it, stop, stop. When I grow just. up, I want to be Blue Ivy. Basically, she's just grown up so much. I can't believe she's six. I remember when she announced that she was pregnant on the VMAs and I cried in my friend's basement. I lost my entire mind. I, oh, my God. I wasn't ready. Still I was like, an iconic ah! moment because she opened up her jacket and I'm just like, damn. She threw on she threw her microphone on the floor and then she just starts rubbing her stomach and I bawl my eyes out. <laughs> I have never been overcome with such emotion in my life. Yes. I was like, <laughs> you would have no. thought that my family member was pregnant. But then she had the audacity to top that. Mm. Mm. And then announced not one, but two kids in her womb. And I was just like, she's so disrespectful. Mind you, when she announced the twins, I was on a flight back home and I, it took everything in me to be like, oh my gosh, somebody, we have to have an emergency landing because <laughs> I cannot deal right now. And like, thankfully the plane had Wi-Fi that was working. Oh, good. And that's you know, how I saw the picture. Mm. And my friend was texting me, like, while I was on the flight. She was like, Aisha, did you see this? Beyonce is having to. I was like, I am trying to be calm. 
because I am on a flight and you are not helping right now. And I was, oh my gosh, if you could just imagine. I was like, I need to hurry up and get Anytime home. any of that kind of stuff happens, I just like, I don't know how to act. Like, I remember my sister had texted me when Beyonce was preg- like, pregnant with the twins. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, no, she's not. And she's like, God, Instagram! Like, in like all caps. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. Wow, she is pregnant. <laughs> I can't. I really can't. But um, yeah, I... I wouldn't call Jay-Z's losses a snub, to be honest with you, because uh, it wasn't it wasn't that great. Right. It was good, but I feel like people would be like, I feel like just because he's Jay-Z doesn't mean he has to win. Exactly. The legacy is not going to be touched regardless. He's Jay-Z. He's done a lot for the hip hop community. It just wasn't Grammy worthy, considering Very the fact true. that he's up against what? Who? Kendrick. Right. <laughs> Come on. Exactly. That right there in itself. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Kendrick, after like, that just says enough right there. Mm-hmm. So. Like the fact, like Jay-Z's done a lot for the community. And the fact mm-hmm. that he was able to still put out an album that resonated with so many people in this day and age when he's like a lot older than a lot of rappers right now. Right. That's that's awesome. It says a lot about his legacy and it says a lot about his skills as a musician Mm -hmm. but it is not that damn good (laughs) but people were still very upset that bruno mars won for album of the year yeah i say i mean i'm happy for bruno mars Mm -hmm. i a lot of people love bruno mars I, i i enjoy him a lot for me i said this on a couple episodes ago i said if Kendrick Lamar does not win. The only other person I would be fine with winning is Bruno Mars. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I loved Lord's album and I loved Donald Glover's album. But let's be real. As a whole, <laughs> like the whole presentation of his album, like Bruno Mars, he... Well put together, well constructed. And even when he like won his award, he said all he wanted to do was just unite people through feel-good music during these difficult times. And right. I think he did that. Yeah. I actually wrote something down. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's called How the Grammys Work. <laughs> per Grammy.com, eligible voters can vote in the four general field categories and up to 15 additional award categories mm-hmm. based on the areas and genres of expertise, although they can really vote for whatever they want. So you can be like a hip-hop person and still be able to be like, oh, I'm going to vote for this jazz song. No, I, that's like a level. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so that's like tier one. Yeah. Then, um, basically, they you they like the people who are in the category expert groups Mm -hmm. listen to all the people who were putting their stuff up for nominations they listen to it like all the way through right and determine the nominees that way that's tier two so then we have our nominees so the nominees are basically just like the experts grouping of the best representations of those genres and those categories, mm-hmm. which is, it makes total sense. Then after that, another group of voting members, the Academy, consisting of music industry professionals, such as singers, songwriters, engineers, producers, vote on the nominees. Mm-hmm. So the people who voted on the nominees the first time don't vote the second time. Right. It's a completely different group of people. 
and the voting members have creative or technical credits on at least six commercially released tracks on a physical musical release or 12 on a digital release. They also have to have won a Grammy in the past. So they're voting for all of it, even though they might not know the nominees enough. Right. So the bigger names get more pull and a wider reach to mm-hmm. different demographics, which is probably why Bruno Mars won. Right. So people, like, come on now. Okay. You got the breakdown. So this should make more sense. It should make more right. sense. So I wasn't butthurt by any of this because I, like, get it. Right. So basically, like, not everyone knows Kendrick. Not everyone knows SZA. Not everyone knows Donald Glover, Childish Gambino. Household names are going to get a lot more pull and that also means that we're going to get like really good music from Kendrick because he didn't win again. So right. it's like, I feel like every time he doesn't win, he just comes back stronger. So, I'm like, back. <laughs> so basically like the Grammys are not a popularity contest, but at the same time, they kind Kinda of are. are. Yeah. It's like low key, but keeping that particular criteria in mind, the people eligible to select the winners in the category are also probably older than the demographic they are voting on. Right. So like, the kids love Khalid. Did you notice that? Like, kids love Khalid. Yeah, picking up on that. But, like, older people probably don't know who Khalid is. Definitely so not. So, obviously, they're not going to place their bet on him. But right. if they're like, oh, look, Bruno Mars, I know him. My kids know him, too. Like, right. it's obviously going to be a vote for them. Exactly. Um, yeah, plus, like, if you're voting for someone in the genre that you're not usually, like, privy to. Yeah. That probably makes it a lot harder, too. So you're going to, like, vote for, like, a bigger name artist. So it's, like, if you're a a country expert and you're in the academy and you're voting for, like, rock, Mm -hmm. say, who, Paramore? (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if Paramore. (laughs) So, like, say Paramore got nominated for a Grammy. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's not supposed to be funny, but... (laughs) I shouldn't be laughing. That's not fair. But anyway, so say Paramore got nominated for a Grammy mm-hmm. and someone who's like in a country like mindset is like, oh, I know Paramore. They're probably going to be more inclined to vote for Paramore. Right. That's kind of like, it's kind of what basically happens here. True. So I feel like since Bruno Mars touched upon like he, what he had a crossover success, that album was like straight up R&B. But it was also played on the pop stations. It was also played on, like, probably adult contemporary when he had um, that slower song, What Versace, on the floor. Mm-hmm. He's hitting all the markers that he needs to hit. Yep. So everyone can hear that music and be like, oh, I know Bruno Mars and I'm going to vote for him if they're in the Academy. Right. So that's how that works. Moving on to how Best New Artist works, because a lot of people were very upset. Yeah about that yes were you one of them kind of sort of but not really because i'm just like ever seen that meme where it's like disappointed but, but not, not surprised. surprised yeah that's i mean that's how i felt about it because i was just like yeah not surprised to see but it's just that the artist that won i get people were mad it was like she came out like 2015 and stuff like that and I'm just like, whoa. I got a little bit of a write up about that. I'm going to read this word for word. Per Vox.com. Here we go. 
<laughs> you don't have to be a totally unheard of artist to be nominated here. The award says it's someone who, quote unquote, first establishes the public identity of that artist or an established group as a performer. Mm-hmm. The fact that Alessia Cara, Cara started charting in 2015 has nothing to do with the fact that she's won this year. Her standout year, without question, was 2017. She had songs that charted at numbers 8, 7, and 3. Plus, look at her reach. Look at her versatility. And look at the messages she's eliciting. She was in an electronic song. She did a pop song. And she was technically in a hip-hop song. She's covered all the bases. And this was a deserved win, whether you like it or not. (laughs) I said this a couple episodes ago. Like, the same episode that I talked about, um, like, if Kendrick didn't win, I'm fine if Bruno won. Mm -hmm. I knew Alessia Carr was going to win from the jump. First of all, she was on, like... Uh, what is it? Billboard always has like a magazine that they put out right, but like an issue they always put out right before the Grammy nominations mm-hmm. of who they think is going to be best new artist. Right. So in 2016, they put out the cover and on the cover was Chance the Rapper, who got nominated and won. Mm-hmm. And it was also he also came out in 2012 and he won in 2017. But ugh, no one was mad about that. But I digress. <laughs> and then Marin Morris, who was also nominated that year. And then Alessia Cara was on the cover. She did not get nominated that year. See? So people be saying that SZA has been snubbed, but Alessia has been snubbed for two years. <laughs> it was her time. And honestly, she had such a strong 2017. And people who were like, oh, no, she doesn't represent the culture. And I'm like, what culture are you? You're only thinking about your culture. You're only thinking about hip hop culture. And the Grammys is a wider audience. It's a much wider audience than just our culture. And people need to understand that. Oh, it pisses me off. There are people like, no. That's why, like, did you see Alessia Cara had to defend herself on her Instagram page? That was some crap. That that girl is 21 years old and she's just trying to celebrate her success. And she's like, this isn't fair to me, but... I just felt so bad for her. Yeah. That was not fair at all. She had to turn off her comments. Put a damper on her whole moment. Mm-hmm. It's not her fault that she won something. Right. <laughs> like, God forbid. Can she enjoy the moment? Like, can she enjoy let her live? Mm-hmm. So what else I wrote on this? Oh, yeah. And Sissa also came out, like, like early, too. She came out in what? 2012, point 2013? Exactly. And I was like, uh, you guys forget that Sissa has been out as well. So. Lil Uzi Vert has, like, four mixtapes. See? <laughs> the only person who was new was Khalid. And I knew he wasn't going to win. Because people don't know him enough. Exactly. He needs to have he needs to have a little bit more time to grow and get these people to be like, Oh yeah, that's Khalid. Right. Same with SZA. Like, not to be that person. I don't know anybody who isn't black who knows SZA. Right. That's true. Because that's what I was about to say. I was like, we know SZA, but, but she hasn't reached Yeah, she hasn't reached that point where they know SZA. Mm-hmm. So Well, she was on that ghastly maroon five song but that's not enough right that song's trash <laughs> that song is so bad anything anything that maroon five has put out in the past like seven eight years i'm just like what is this <laughs> if it's not songs about jane i don't even want to hear it i really don't it just disgusts me like hard pass <laughs> <laughs> maroon five's new song mm, let's not <laughs> but and then also Look at people who haven't won Best New Artist. Britney Spears, Taylor Swift, Justin Bieber, Drake. They all lost that award, and they're doing fine. Right. So this is going to be okay. 
Exactly. Like you all, people just need to stop. I think it's, people don't understand that this award is not based on public opinion. Mm -hmm. It's based on like facts. Right. (laughs) And people need to also realize that like the culture that we know, not everybody knows. Exactly. And that's like, that's the whole thing that like really pissed me. I was like in my spirit for the past like two days. I'm just like, people need to give Alessia her things because (laughs) she works so hard and I told you, I want that video of Boozy's daughters like, I told you, I told you. <laughs> like, that's, that was me. Top five, one of my favorite videos. I literally, <laughs> like when I was giving my predictions on Twitter of the nominations, I put in November, <laughs> this award is Alessia Cars as far as I'm concerned. See? Cold and it. it was. And I'm like, well, should have listened to me. <laughs> Mm-mm. Like, I knew it. I knew it. As it was, and it's not, it was, it was because it's so overdue. Yeah. She was. It was just her time. We thought she was a shoe-in for last year, and she got not a nary nomination. So she's just like, oh, let me turn up the volume. Right. Do what I gotta do. Mm-hmm. So I could get this award. Alessia. <laughs> you know, that, that was definitely her. She was just like, you know what? No more Mrs. Nice Girl. Right. I'm going to wild out yeah and what did she do that girl had three top 10 singles she did what she had to do in a pop song in an electronic song in a hip-hop song it does not matter that her album came out right. when it did it matters that she wilded the fuck out in 2017 <laughs> and people were like whoa who is that <laughs> alessia cara did her thing yep and i'm like you go girl yep but that's basically the Grammys. I was pleased with the night. I'm sorry you guys weren't, but you can stay mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, did I have any other? Oh, I got Now we'll be on sports. A quick F you before we get into the interview portion. A quick F you to USA Gymnastics. I'm disgusted about everything I'm hearing. As a former competitive gymnast, I'm like, what are we doing? What is the world coming to? And not that it's a new issue. Oh, it sure isn't. Come on. It's just. I heard today that they're like investigating the Caroli Ranch in Texas. Basically because they want to find out like if Bella and Marta knew about all of this and if it was going on at the ranch. And as someone who like went to the ranch to train Mm -hmm. when I was like 11 it's a place where you just want to go and do what you love to do. And right. you shouldn't have these things ruining your time there. Right. And taint the whole memories. Of mm-hmm. you just trying to accomplish your dreams. And that now it's just like, all right, nobody can ever look at that. Mm-hmm. Like I saw that trending today and I'm like, I, I don't even know what to think. I'm right. so sad because like, it's just really sad. Luckily, I wasn't, I don't even know anyone I know that knows Larry Nasser. I'm not sure. I, I know a lot of gymnasts, <laughs> but I don't think I know anyone. I know people who know people who have been assaulted by Larry Nasser. Yeah. But I don't know anyone, like, 
personally who know who's been attacked by him but something else that they don't talk about in gymnastics and i think they need to speak about not just the sexual assault but they Mm. do need to talk about physical and emotional abuse in the sport because i my coaches were awful my coaches were awful to me i saw a long order episode about this and i was like what kind of stuff happened? I'll see if it aligns with my experiences. It's along the lines of what you're saying, like the physical and like the emotional abuse that gymnasts go through. Because mm-hmm. I, I believe the episode ended where like a gymnast either got killed or committed suicide oh because God. like the pressure of the physical and emotional abuse mm-hmm. that, like, oh my gosh, it would SVU gets real. <laughs> like, I was like, all right, this is like putting damp on my mood, but. Yeah, it's this a is, lot. That it's was the like, first thing that came to my mind when you get, said that. It's basically like being in the military. Oof. You have to, they tell you what to eat. They tell you what to, what to do. There's been times where they're like, oh, you want to go to a birthday party today? Sorry, no. You can, like they oh would tell I can't I you cannot go to your friend's birthday party and it's so sad because like you look at gymnasts and you all are just like so vibrant so happy and stuff like that and like bringing the best energy and it's like we like people like me don't even can't even imagine like mm-hmm. the stuff you all like go the through outside the looking in people right. are just like oh no like gymnasts are so sweet and they're so kind and feisty and yeah but like mm-mm. there's a lot of stuff that goes through. That we go through so much. Like, my coaches have called me stupid. My coaches... I quit the sport when I was 13. I did competitive gymnastics for... Oh, no, I was just about to turn 13. I quit when I was 12. I did competitive gymnastics from 9 to 12. Mm. Um, What have they... They said I was stupid. They told me I should just quit. Wow. Mm -hmm. Like, just ridiculous things. They sat on me and my splits... So I basically like <laughs> tore my hamstring. Jeez. Like and they're like, Oh no, it's just making you better. Like that I think like that's also the stuff like when when the girls would be getting a- assaulted by this doctor and they would be like, Ma like in some of the testimonies they'd be like, Ma like I tried to tell my parents and they're just like, No, it's making you better, it's making you better. Mm. They're not listening to what you're actually trying to say. It's like right. yeah, like like he like touched my muscles or whatever and it's mm-hmm. like, No, it's cause he's trying to help you. It's like I'm like, Mom, they sat on me on my splits and she's like, No, it's just cause they're trying to help you. I'm like, No, I can't walk now. Right. <laughs> like, it you, hurts. I, right. I can't do anything. Right. I can't they're like, oh, you can't perform the skills as well as you should. I'm like, yeah, because you screwed me over. Right. Like, your body never recovers from some of these things. And they're like, mm-mm. I haven't spoken to my coaches, like, since I quit, since I was, like, 12. I've visited once. And I'm like, that's fine. That's fine with me. Yeah. That was it. Just, mm-hmm. like, no need for this Oh, anymore. my God. One of my coaches... um, well, my, my mom passed away. So she went to, like, she came to the ceremony. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I just want to tell you that, like, your mother was such a strong woman. And, like, honestly, I was getting nervous. Yeah. Like, my coach was telling me all these great things about my mom and all of us. Like, I'm, like, hyperventilating. Like, right. Ooh, it just, mm-mm. Like, I can't even, ooh, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird talking about this because I haven't talked about it, like, openly uh-huh. with, Except for, like, with my gymnastics friends. And yeah. we're just like, oh, remember, like, when this happened? Like, no. Like, I, I do. But, like, talking about, like, the actual terrible stuff that happened. Yeah. 
Gymnastics like, is a rough sport. A very rough sport. And if my daughter ever thinks she's going to do cartwheels, she's dead wrong. <laughs> like, she is. Well, like, you thought. <laughs> you better get on a gi or something. Right. We're going to be doing karate instead. <laughs> We're not doing no gymnastics up in this house. So you better think again. Right. Oh, my gosh. Mom, can I do a cartwheel? No. <laughs> Where? <laughs> You will not be doing a cartwheel, and you will not be doing gymnastics. Sit down somewhere. Oh Go watch God. TV. <laughs> like, you won't be doing that. <laughs> I think oh that's talk of, that's, yeah, that's talk of the town. It's a nice segue, sports, and now we're going to talk about sports some more. Yeah. So tell everybody a little bit about what you do at Bleacher Report. All righty. So, yes, Bleacher Report, if some are not familiar, is like, one of the biggest competitors against ESPN. Oh, we're killing the game. You should know. So, <laughs> um, humble brag, right? <laughs> um, as for me, I pretty much I I am a content programmer and producer there. So, um, I pretty much do a lot of behind the at work where you just see like the format. We're making sure everything's looking good. When you look into your phone, we send out alerts. Um, just making sure everything's looking great. We just bringing you the news as fast as we possibly can so hey. it's pretty fun it's just it, it was intense when I first started because I was like oh my gosh this has to be out of two seconds but like as time I'm like rolling up on two years thank god um rolling up on two years in February but now it's like everything is like second nature so mm-hmm. things I once freaked out about like sending out something so quickly I was like all right I'm going to mess this up. This is not going to be great. Now it's just like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm feeling more comfortable. And just, yeah, confidence has been building. Shout out to my manager. Shout out to my coworkers. Like, they've all helped me grow tremendously as a professional. And I'm just happy the direction I'm going in. Awesome. So how did you get interested in sports? Oh, my gosh. This goes back, way back. Um, Growing up, my grandmother was the sports head in the house <laughs> so she was the one who raised me um pretty much from the get when i was brought into the world my mom was a huge kobe fan so it pretty much rubbed off on me because my grandmother was a knicks fan mm-hmm. my mom was a huge kobe fan so pretty much was like lakers all the time so it was like knicks lakers and then my uncle was like my favorite guy in the world huge Yankees fan mm-hmm. so I'm like all right this is like everywhere mm-hmm. so it was always something in the household that was just like sports oriented and I was like I didn't take it seriously because it was just like a hobby to just watch it with my family mm-hmm. and stuff like that and then as I grew older I was just like my grandmother was like uh maybe you just need to pursue a career in this because you you just love it so much because of us and it's not even like pushing something on your kid like you have to do it mm-hmm. but it's just like you love it just as much as we do. So why not pursue a career in something you love? And I was yeah. like, I didn't think about it. I was like, you're right. Because I was like stressed. You know, when you get to high school, you're kind of like stressing. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do in life? And stuff like that. And I was like, it never hit me to pursue a career in sports. I was never a great athlete. Mm-hmm. And so that was out. And I was, That's <laughs> kind of how I am with singing. It's like, I cannot sing the way i wish i could <laughs> so i'll just write about it <laughs> that's the thing i was like i need to like be involved some way because mm-hmm. like actually playing a sport is not my and there's so many ways to get involved in sports too right and that's the great thing and i was like i love talking about it i love writing so 
journalism. Why not do sports journalism? And from there, thanks to my grandmother, shout out to her. That's how I got started. And I just was like, all right, let me look for some schools to get into to start doing this. So, yep. It's my journey. So there's a baseball fan that you're obviously close to your uncle. Mm -hmm. And then there's basketball fans. Is there any particular sport that you favor more than the others? Or it's just just all of them you love it's so hard because growing up basketball was my it sport mm-hmm. i love basketball so much and i was like i will stop everything i will stay up all night like growing up i used to stay up to like 1 or 1 30 in the morning and i had school the next day just to watch the lakers play because wow. it was like you know the west coast games are always on later because mm-hmm. east coast time and I was like, I don't care. I don't. I will be tired. I don't care if I have a test tomorrow. I'm going to watch Kobe. I'm going to watch the Lakers. And I need to see this. So basketball was that sport. But as time regressed, it's just it's crazy because it kind of flipped. I became a football fan on my own. Mm-hmm. So I, the way I became a football fan was Victor Cruz. I love Victor Cruz so much and I was just so intrigued by him and I was like anybody that knows me I'm Afro-Latina so I'm black and Puerto Rican they exist yes they exist young Holly weird oh my god I have to watch that when I get home oh my gosh but he pisses me off but continue Shout out to the Afro Latinos and all that. So Victor Cruz was the one I how I got into mm-hmm. football because I was just like, yo, he's out here doing it for us. The salsa dancing in the end zone, everything. And I was like, I'm about to become a Giants fan. So yeah, I ever since then, the first time I seen Victor Cruz just he was like the hometown hero for mm-hmm. us, like from Jersey. And I'm just like, all right, this is tri-state area. It's kind of mm-hmm. like I'm about to bring you into the New York thing. I became a Giants fan, and then since then, I it was like basketball was kind of like on a decline for me because, you know, when your favorite players just like they get older, and then the quality of the game is not as it used to be, and it's mm-hmm. like especially now, I just feel as if the newer kids that's coming into the league, they don't have that hunger, they don't mm-hmm. have that, you know, that everyday want to just be better, like I. Kobe's my favorite. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, that guy's worth ethic was out of this world. And I just cannot get with how kids are just content with being paid. And just like, oh, I'm... I, f- I was thinking that. Like, maybe they just wanted to be like, I'm a basketball player. Right. They'd be like, oh, I made it. I'm in the league. I don't have to do, like, do the bare minimum. And it's just shame. like, they're just there. That's a shame. So <laughs> that's how I feel about basketball now. So it flipped. I was a huge basketball fan. But now it's like, football is... My has taken over since then mm-hmm. like but then baseball is like in the middle because mm-hmm. like i'm a yankees fan so it's never really a downtime for the yankees mm-hmm. it's like all right i'm ready for that next championship so yeah, yeah. it'll come to us again yes i'm that's the only new york team i have faith in <laughs> yeah because uh the nets are just basura yeah have been i feel like ever since they Moved to, yeah, I was yeah. literally just about to say that. <laughs> Ever since they moved to Brooklyn, it's right. just like, what is going on? Right. And then, you know, the Knicks have the Knicks their moments. The Knicks. But, you know. Yep. Knicks gonna Nick. And then 
Football wise, Jets are going to Jets. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I don't think I've heard anything positive about the Jets. Like, if my ever, <laughs> if my best friend, one of my best friends, he's a Jets fan, and I'm sorry if you hear this, but I'm always going to talk trash about your team. But I mean, like Giants, not that well. They had a rough year. From what it's so weird. I don't know much about sports, but I do know that. There was like a lot of injuries and stuff like that, right? Injuries, drama, everything you mm, can think of. Soap opera. It happened. And yeah, it was just so weird because like just last year, just last season, we were 11 and 5. Great season. Everybody was getting along, having fun. We went to the playoffs. And then very next year, only won three games. Mm. So many injuries. People My got dad fired. is like a huge Giants fan. And <laughs> every time I would see him at the beginning of the year, at uh, the beginning of the season, I'm like, how are the Giants? He's like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> this year had been like, I tell him I feel his pain because I know. Everybody... No, he listens to the show. Shout out to dad. Hey, hey. I feel your pain. <laughs> it was a rough year. We're, we're going to act like this season just never happened. So when we get to next season, it's like 2017. What? Who? That, that never happened. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Is there any sport that you like can't sit through? Um, are you are pretty like accepting and universal in your sports um, affinity? That's it's not tough, but I feel like because being at Bleacher Report, you kind of have to be multifaceted and mm-hmm. just know everything going on every sport, no matter if you watch it or not. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge adjustment for me because I was just like, all right, I don't watch golf. I don't watch like golf is hard. It is. Woo! And like NASCAR and like stuff like that. I was like, <laughs> I was just <laughs> scoff at it. I'd be like, all right, this like- is not my Ugh. type of thing. I can't even say hockey. Cause I actually enjoy watching hockey. I would love to go to a live hockey game. I heard that going to a live hockey game is like the Lit- best thing ever. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, all right, I need to get myself. Like, it's just like a lot of fun. I've heard. I've right. heard. What sport can I can't I watch? I'm really, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm not a fan of like any of the Winter Olympics things. I always want to say that. I really can't watch the Winter Olympics. And it's coming up, and I'm. Just I know, like, and I'm like, I'm always unenthused. The only thing I'll watch is ice skating because I think it's pretty. Yeah, <laughs> it's artistic. Because like everybody I know, everybody's like, all right, can we like skip past this point of the Winter mm-hmm. Olympics? Because nobody's little, looking forward to it. So, yeah. What is it? They have like base jumping. Still boring to me. I don't. I don't know. There, nothing. Winter Olympics really is. It can go. Mm-hmm. It can cause. The but all it. sports matter. Like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, let's address the elephant in the room. <laughs> Being a woman in sports, have you ever faced uh, any type of adversity? I'm sure you have. I have. Um, wow. It didn't hit me until college, of course. Because it's just like you sit in class and you just like you have sports courses where you're just trying to learn your craft. And mm-hmm. it's just like some guys, they'll downplay your knowledge and just be like, oh, it's the worst thing. I have to say when you're just talking to anybody like in a classroom or in your job or your internship or whatever and you're just like trying to start a conversation to just talk about sports mm-hmm. i hate this so much guys would be like oh you really know your sports and i'm mm. like so you think 
I'm just taking this as a joke. Like, you think I'm just sitting in the sports class just to sit here? <laughs> just getting these credits. Right. You know? I'm just like, oh, the sport management is just my major just to be my major. Like, oh, I don't take this seriously. It's number one pet peeve because I hear it way too much. Mm-hmm. And I'm just over it. And I still hear it to this day. And I'm just like, is there ever going to be a time I'm not going to hear it? So even though I've gotten used to it, it's still very much annoying. Because mm-hmm. people just like, they they really don't think you do the research. They don't think you study the game. They don't think you take your profession seriously as a sports, anything in the sports mm-hmm. industry as a woman. And it's just, come on, people. Come on, guys. Mm-hmm. Like It's 2018. Right. We... We know what we're doing. Like, mm-hmm. we got this covered. So, that's probably the most annoying thing. But I'm thankful to the guys that really trust the women in the sports field. And just, like, many of my coworkers, like, they have a lot of faith in me. I've never had any, like, uncomfortable moment, especially since I joined Bleacher Report. And they're just, like, if there's anything I haven't, like, any sport that I'm not familiar with, they'd be like, I see you got it. You got mm-hmm. it. Just do what you do. We got your back just in case. Like, just let us know. But it's never been a time when they, like, downplay my knowledge of anything because mm-hmm. they just have that trust like, and that confidence. That girl knows what she's doing. Yeah. I mean, you got hired for a reason. Yep. And I'm so thankful. <laughs> did that comment that Cam Newton said about the routes, did that bug you? Oh, my gosh. All right. Anybody <laughs> that knows me. I am not a fan of Cam Newton. I think cute but dim. Yes. That's honestly what right. he is. And I'm just like, he's he's really gotten to that point where he's a player just like, don't talk. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't say anything. Just look how you look. Play your game and just don't talk. Because I feel like now he's gotten to the point where he just says dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. And it started when... Was it a season ago or two seasons ago? I remember I was having a conversation with my friends about this where he was like, oh, racism doesn't exist or that thing. Oh, that in that point in time, I was ready to throw Cam Newton completely away. I was like, all right, that's my time. I'm done with Cam Newton. And yeah, do not speak to me about this guy anymore because come on, man. And then like after that, it just kept going (laughs) just stupid comment after stupid comment right and i was like so you didn't learn the first time you said something stupid and clearly not and then so when he said i was already done with him by the time he got to this point was like oh "Oh, what does a female know about routes routes. and i was like i was at work that day so many people really didn't see the issue with that they're just like well females i'm like you can't one you cannot call girls females exactly like that is Number one rule. Exactly. Two, just because she's a girl doesn't mean she doesn't know what she... How is she in that press room if she doesn't know what she's talking about? Exactly. Jesus. It made me think of, like, my college days. Like, I just said, like, sitting there and guys be like, oh, you really know your sports. And it made me think of that because I was like, so she just sitting in the press room and you think she just don't she know? she wander in here? Right. I'm just like, so, yeah, that's how you think? And I'm like, all these years... I'm pretty sure there has been numerous women who have interviewed you and you just really come out your face to say something ignorant like mm-hmm. that. Think it's a woman is not going to be prepared to do the job that she's there to obviously do. Mm-hmm. And I think he 
like put out an apology like a day or two after and i was like <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah you can keep that because i i, I don't want to hear it like apology was just like okay whatever clearly then of course you know the internet just can't let people be upset for legitimate reasons they're like well she was a racist i'm like bitch leave her alone yeah. <laughs> like, she this is not about oh my god people are just, that's just a whole situation just turned from bad to worse because they were just like, like oh we digged up dirt for her old tweets and she was racist people stuff. love to do that i was like people right. just can't no such thing as compassion anymore. Right. They're just like, oh no, Cam, he's our, our golden boy. Blah, blah, blah. Like, this girl is stupid. All I have to say, that's not my QB. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, are there any sports journalists or reporters that you look up to? Oh, yes. Um, there's two, actually. Um, one is local. Her name is Taylor, Taylor Rooks. And she does sports reporting for SNY. Mm-hmm. So, she covers like. NFL for the Giants, the Jets, and does college basketball and some of everything. And she's young. Like, she's a year older than I am. And it's just so amazing to see, like, a woman pretty much the same age as I am just conduct herself and just be so confident and just be into where she mm-hmm. is so early. And I just think that's so inspiring. And I'm just – I remember I saw her at the Giants training camp over the summer, this past summer, last year. Mm-hmm. And – I was like, I was just a spectator, but <laughs> she was like on the other side of the gate where the media was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to yell her name, but I don't know what to do after that because the you gate just, is like, the wave. way. <laughs> <And> I was, <laughs> so I got home and I tweeted her and I didn't think she was going to see it because like Aww. she's such a huge person like in the New York media. Mm-hmm. And she actually saw it. She was like, why didn't you say hi? And I was like, I didn't know you were going to hear me. And I was like so hard on myself because I was like tag missed my chance <laughs> but um another one is rose go and she used to do um she used to be the sideline reporter for the golden state warriors mm-hmm. but she just recently joined the turner sports family hey hey Roz. and now she just does like inside the nba commentary and stuff mm-hmm. like that so yeah she's now she's like placed in atlanta and she's just everywhere in the nba and i actually met her um two summers ago at a liberty game because she also did um new york liberty mm-hmm. Li- liberty sideline reporting and i was just like i had to meet her because i need to just like get that advice like mm-hmm. she's in the game so i just really need to know what to do how to get started how to get to her like her place and i remember i asked the new york liberty mascot <laughs> i was like can you please just can I just talk to her? Can I somehow get on the court to like talk to her after the game? Shout out to the mascot for the New York Liberty. Shout out. I was so happy. The mascot pulled strings and got me to talk to her. And I was like, Roz, what should I do? Like, how should I get my foot in the door to get where you are? And she gave the best advice. She was just like, get started any way you can. Like start a podcast, start a blog, just do anything that you possibly can. She was like, when I was your age and when I was where you were, I had business cards. I still have business Mm -hmm. cards. I didn't even pass out yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she was like, I was just trying to like get my name out there. And Mm so since then I've just, that always stuck with me because she was mm-hmm. the nicest person is just willing to help. And like, she still tweets me. Hi, Roz. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I'm so thankful for both of them. They're definitely some 
two people I definitely look up to. And that that advice that she gave you is also like really good for anyone who wants to get their foot in the door in the media because the media right. is hard yes. to get into. <laughs> very, very hard to get into. And if you think you can just like do it on your own or not use your resources, like that's, <laughs> you're just setting yourself up for Right, disaster. you have to get into the mindset that you need help. Like you mm-hmm. can't make it in the media world without putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and asking and just keep asking questions, networking, letting just, people know that you're willing to put in the work and you're willing to do the work. Right. And prove it each and every day. Mm-hmm. Even this weekend at the, the rock nation brunch. Mm-hmm. And there were so many people there who I see all the time, yeah. like people from like complex and people from, um, hype beast and different people there. And I'm just like, Hey guys, just, Want to say hello? Yeah. Like, let you know that this is my face. Right. Get used to it. Mm-hmm. You want to see it again? And I was out of, it was, I think, four girls, and mm-hmm. the rest of them were guys. There was, like, it seemed like 25 of us. There was a lot of people coming to that little yeah. corner. But I'm just like, hey, just want to let you know, like, this is me. Yep. That's all you have to do. You just got to let people know that it you're... It could be as simple as that, just introducing yourself mm-hmm. so people just know. And it's know. scary, but, you know, that's something you have to do. Life is scary. Right. But life but... is also scarier when you don't have anything to do right <laughs> nothing great comes from comfort zones mm-hmm. like take that step out of there and just do what you gotta do i i was so timid and quiet and shy growing up and i was like i got to my freshman year and that's when it hit me of mm-hmm. college and i was like all right i'm not gonna get anywhere if i'm mm-hmm. just not talking and i was like especially not in broadcasting where mm-hmm. I want to be. I'm just like, all right, I need to start putting myself out there. And that's when I just took the leap of faith and just started mm-hmm. growing. Cause I'm, you have to do. You got you to, do. Yep. You absolutely have to. Was there an event that you've covered in the past that solidified, like, this is exactly what I want to do. And I'm glad I'm on my way there. Oh, um, just recently, last summer, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. um, I am a Giants fan. (laughs) And I worked the Odell Beckham Jr. kids camp. I did it. She loves Odell Beckham Jr., guys. I love him. (laughs) He's like my best friend in my head because he's so chill. He's so fun. Such a goof. He is. And I just love his energy. And like his energy as a person and his work ethic as an athlete. Mm -hmm. I respect both ends. When's his birthday? November 5th. He's a Scorpio. Okay. I was going to, I'm like, hmm, let's see. Scorpios have like weird sort of, not bipolar energy, but they're shy. They're intense. When they want to be. Yeah. But when they turn on, they're on. Right. And my best friend, that's a Jets fan. Mm -hmm. I was telling you about also November 5th. So it's kind of like. It's like, like he is your best friend. Right. <laughs> so I was like, I already have a best friend that has the same exact birthday. So it's just replace her. So I was, like, <laughs> I was like, so Odell is like. You keep talking about her jets like that. <laughs> She's just gone anyway. So I was just like, all right. So kind of like already have like, I have two November 5th best friends. But yeah, <laughs> I worked his camp. I did it two years in a row. But the first year was kind of like, oh my gosh, I was so nervous because I would really didn't know what to do what to mm-hmm. expect because you always hear you know when you just like don't ever meet your favorite people because you'll be disappointed how they are in person yeah i try to avoid that at all costs same <laughs> and i was so scared because it was so many times i had the chance to meet them and had the chance to like 
being his the whole environment mm-hmm. at the same time. And it never worked out so many times. And I was just like, is this like a sign that I shouldn't meet him? Because <laughs> should I just quit? Is he a jerk? Because the world, the universe is not letting me like it's not lining up for me to see him. And then it finally happened when the first year I did it. But I was just like, all right. And it was awesome the first year I worked his um, kids camp because I was like, let me just observe and see how he is. Mm-hmm. Awesome guy. Just like was so into the camp and so into the kids because this is like, you know, you're scared an athlete might push the kids off. You're like, mm-hmm. don't take pictures with me. or I don't want to. I don't have time. Who for was that basketball player that did that? Kyrie Irving. Okay. I remember that. That yes. was the saddest thing I ever saw. I do not like Kyrie Irving, but that's a story for another day. Well, <laughs> 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 Odell was awesome. He is just so engaged with the kids. He's just, and it's nothing forced. Like I can genuinely say like his energy, not because he's my favorite, but like his energy is just so flowing. Like it's just nothing is extra about it. Nothing's like, all right, he's putting on an act or something mm-hmm. like that. And he just treated everybody from the kids to the staff with the utmost respect. And just like he knew everybody, making sure everybody was well taken care mm-hmm. of. And he did it the second year, last summer. And that's when I was like more up close and personal and just got more into the camp with him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is what I want to do in life because he just made it greater. Mm-hmm. And so every all the times it never worked out where I saw him. That made it worth it because he was not a jerk. And he was consistent like the first year I did it. And he was also the same person the Aww. second year. So, See, have you ever met someone like more than once and they're really cool the first time and then they switch up the second time and you're right. just like, hold on a second. Who were like, you the first time? This was right. a completely different person than I'm, I'm used to meeting. This right. actually happened this weekend. I will not say Uh-oh. the musician, <laughs> but I've met this person once before. And they were very nice. I met them this time, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, mm, like energy whoa. shift. Yeah, <laughs> this is odd. Oh, um, but yeah. It's nice to hear that he's like consistently pleasant. Right. So don't but people that love to put out these rumors and that he's out of control and stuff like that. From my personal experience, I can say he's just. Cool, cool, calm, collected kid that just loves to have fun. So, and he likes to dance, and you cannot knock anyone who likes to dance. Right, he's just he good. always be dancing. Every video I see, I'm just a big ball of fun energy, he's just and I love so it. So funny. <laughs> what other athletes are your favorites, and who are your least favorites? Um, so Kobe, of course, childhood hero, other childhood hero, Derek Jeter. Those yes, two, Bay. I love those two, and it's <laughs> perpetual Bay. Crazy because Kobe and Derek Jeter's careers panned out so similar. Like spent the same, like spent their careers with the same team, played twenty years, um, came into the league like the same year. Both ended up with five championships, and I'm just like, they're the same person, pretty much the same person, mm. and I just. Their work ethic is just something. Anytime I say my any favorite athlete is because of their work, work ethic. ethic. I admire so much because it's just like they have so much self-discipline and self-control as to who they are as a person and how it translates into their professional career. Mm-hmm. And it's just so admirable. Just I'm so glad that I grew up watching them both because if I were to grow up like around this time now, I who um, would we watch Lonzo Ball. Right, and I'm just like, LeBron is probably the last bit of 
somebody people could look up to and mm-hmm. have like a solid. I feel like it's because he watched, like he grew up seeing some of these greats, right. like MJ and Kobe and all these people who like not only played the game really well, but were just like stand up people and standout athletes. Right. So LeBron is the only hope for this generation. I feel like if I saw LeBron James in person, I would cry. And I don't know why. He's just really special. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he's big. And he's I'll be, really I'll, big. I'll be intimidated. Like, hi. <laughs> like, he, like you, people don't realize how big basketball players actually are. Right. Like, when you're next to a basketball player, you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Whoa. It was like that when I was um, working for the women's basketball team at St. John's. So they were always with the men's basketball team. Mm-hmm. And locker rooms, like, everything was pretty much conjoined together. And it was just like, anytime I would show up to work and had to walk past the men's basketball team, I'm only 5'4". So, imagine that every day, walking past guys is like 6'7", and just towering over. 7'2". Right. And I'm just like, hi, have a nice day. (laughs) I was so intimidated because I'm like, you're about to stomp over me. Mm -hmm. I remember one time on campus at college, one of the basketball players, I don't know, they used to get gifts. I don't know where these gifts came from. But they had bikes. Mm-hmm. They all had bikes. And their spokes on these bikes were so massive. Oh my and gosh. I remember one time one of them rode next to me and I literally like jumped out the way. <laughs> these spokes were bigger than me. I'm like, this is, this Clear is insane. The they Save were so life. big. It was really scary. Oh my gosh. Any athletes that you don't like um, besides Kyrie Irving? Oh my gosh. Is there any athletes I don't like? I would have to say as a whole, if I couldn't choose an athlete, I have teams I hate. Oh, okay. Which ones do you hate? Red Sox. I hate the Red Sox. Of well, course. That's of course. a given. <laughs> um, I don't have any respect for any team that comes out of Boston. Therefore, I hate the Patriots as well. But We will get to that in a second, girl. <laughs> we will get to that in a second. So everybody should kind of know how I feel about the year Super Bowl. So how do you feel about the Celtics, though? Because they're really good this year. I've gotten to the point where I respect the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I hated the Celtics because, of course, I was a Lakers fan. Mm-hmm. But as time passed, it's kind of like I miss those memories so much to the point now I respect what the rivalry was. Mm-hmm. So now that it's gone and it's not as it used to be when it's like Kobe versus KG or Paul Pierce and like Ray Allen and stuff like that. It's just like, wow, I hated you guys in the moment. Mm-hmm. I now actually respect well, the mission. Okay. Right. I'm like, <laughs> I wish that could come back. Like rivalries like that. So, but I don't ever think I could ever come to respect the Red Sox. Like I just, <laughs> I hate them so much. So yeah, I mean, but athlete are probably don't like Kyrie Irving. That's the only one that could. I just ever get like a feeling that you just, it just doesn't, I don't know. I never got a good feeling about Kyrie. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. He's an awesome player. Like I respect his game. I enjoy watching him play. But as a person, there's just something about Kyrie Irving that just never sat well with me. And it's just different things. Like, that whole Earth is Flat thing was just <laughs> dumb. I was like, all right, this guy. <laughs> but even before that, it's just, I never really liked his energy. And, like, even though people would be like, now, oh, he made such a big uproar about wanting to get traded mm-hmm. from the Cavaliers and stuff like that. But 
everything going on with the Cavaliers, people are like, oh, now it makes sense as to why Kyrie wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. Like, even then, I don't think a lot of things were rumors. We don't, of course, we don't know for sure, for sure what happened mm-hmm. that ended up him, him getting traded. But I'm just like, half the stuff I hear, I wouldn't even be surprised because Kyrie just sometimes gives off that energy just like, I'm not with this. If it's not going my way, mm. then I'm just like, deuces. <laughs> Whatever. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much athlete at the moment I don't like. So, let's talk about the Super Bowl. Yes. It's coming up on uh, Sunday. Yeah. Super Bowl Sunday, obviously. Someone asked me today at the office, when is the Super Bowl? I'm like, Sunday. <laughs> She's like, oh. Is it? I'm like, yeah, Super Bowl Sunday. The usual, the tradition. You know, that's, you know, what they call it. (laughs) What are your predictions? Okay, first and foremost, I hate both teams. Woo! Woo! So, (laughs) who are you rooting for then? Just, you're just going to watch? I have to for work purposes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was the only reason. Because I, before even knowing my work schedule for that day, I told everybody at work, I was like, I'm going to act like this Super Bowl does not exist. So building up to it, before we even got to the point where we knew it was going to be Eagles versus Patriots, mm-hmm. I was rooting so hard, so hard for the Jacksonville Jaguars because, mm. first of all, Jalen Ramsey is my good sis. I love <laughs> him so much. Anybody that knows me knows how much I talk about Jalen Ramsey. It even got to the point where my manager, like, I have meetings with my manager. Mm-hmm. He's like, you really talk about Jalen Ramsey a little bit too much. I was like, you don't understand the sassiness. <laughs> like, I live for a Jalen Ramsey interview because he's going to give you all the sass that you need for the week. Where is he from? He is from, wow, where is he from? Somewhere from the South, I believe. Oh, well, that'll do it. Yep. <laughs> and I just, oh, my gosh. I I just live for his interviews. And he's an awesome player. But I'm just like, can the game be over? I just want to hear him. <laughs> so I was rooting for the Jaguars primarily for him. Because I was like, the longer the Jaguars are in the playoffs. The more interviews the we more, get. Right? <laughs> I was like, the more sassiness, everything. And that got cut short because Patriots beat them. And so on the other end, I was rooting for the Vikings to beat the Eagles. And one of my f- closest friends. That would have been nice so they could play like, you know. Something different. Light like, in there. They could just like right. put on a coat and walk out. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, see, it was set up for the Vikings. Just go home. And that could have been like the perfect story. Mm-hmm. They ruined it for themselves. So I was like, <laughs> all right. So y'all really going to set me up. And it's going to be Patriots versus Eagles. I tried not to speak that into existence. And it happened. <laughs> and I was like, so team I hate versus the team i hate um this is not happening like i was like i refuse to acknowledge this is the super bowl super bowl matchup and then yeah and one of my closest friends that i was roommates with my senior year at st john's Mm -hmm. she's an eagles fan oh so it was very interesting like for the past three years we've been friends just imagine our friendship during football season like i love her so much but I'm just like, I, I'm you like, have I'm like a hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got to the point where I was, I was waiting for the Eagles to get eliminated. Honestly, I was like, Oh, I'm gonna let you slide. I'm gonna let you be happy now. No, they're not going to make it far. 
Of course, I had to eat crow. All the way. They made it all the way to the Super Bowl. So I'm like, all right, so Samantha, I'm going to block you. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm going to block you on my phone, on all social media, because you're going to be out of control. So I don't want to hear it. (laughs) I was like, I don't want to do it. But um, funny thing is, a lot of my coworkers, majority of my coworkers are Patriots fans. They're from the Boston Mm. area. And they're just like, and I have one coworker in particular who always gives me the same spiel every year, especially last year where I started a Bleach Report. And he was like, Aisha, you actually want to root for the Patriots? And I was like, why would I want to do that? <laughs> and he was like, just think about it. You're a Giants fan. You're the only team that has ever beat us in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Do you want to share that title with another team? Don't you just want to be the only team that has beat us? And I was like, oh, you have a point. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to share that title. He was like, so especially this year, he was like, all right, I'm going to give you the same speech. You already know what I'm about mm-hmm. to tell you. And I was like, yes, I know. Go for the Patriots because I only want the Giants to be the one. He was like, yeah. And especially because you hate the Eagles and you definitely don't want to share that record with them. And I was like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, I really don't. like, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I am I'm gonna root for the Eagles because I'm just tired of seeing Tom Brady win. That's how I feel. How do you how how are you what is he, a quarterback? Yep. One of the best quarterbacks of all time, and you're still gonna be out here cheating? Right. Are you kidding me? That whole thing, I'm still like baffled by that. Right. How are you as good as you are and you're still resorting to cheating? I can't <laughs> it, I just ooh. I don't I am not one to talk about sports. I'm not one to talk about football in particular. It's funny because I danced on my dance team in high school. We danced at the football games. I still, I'm like, I don't get football. (laughs) But I do know that cheating is still wrong. (laughs) How are you going to cheat like that dog? Like, you're so good at what you do. That's what I'm like, for why? Like, why? You're you're already beating everybody. Why is there the need to? You're the most, like, decorated football player, like, of all time. The only... F- and you still out here cheating. Who's the only other, like, I'm like, decorated? the only reason why I could see him cheating is if he was going against the Giants. And I'm like, <laughs> we don't even go to the playoffs like that. So why do you feel the need to cheat still? I'm like, you're not going to meet the Giants. Like, it's so. just... How do you be cheating? And I... reason why I'm just, like, so anti-Patriots as well, because I... In my mind... I'm like, I feel like Trump is winning the election again. That's exactly what happened last year. <laughs> oh my God, last year, I'm just like, it just goes from bad to worse. Like, right. I remember what La La Land won all these awards. I'm like, ugh, off, awesome. <laughs> and then like a week after, oh no, wait, the Golden Globes was in when? Early January last year. And yeah. La La Land swept, won everything. And I'm like, ugh, this is like Trump's doing. I know. Right. Then couple weeks later the patriots come back from that deficit and win and i'm like oh this is trump's doing i still hate the falcons to this day that's all down uh, actually in the hysterical like the fact that they were winning so much and the so last like much. couple minutes is just like oopsie daisy like come <laughs> on. i would never show my face i would have never showed my face if i was a falcon oh my like, god i like turned off the game and when in our group chat it said like oh my god Oh my god! I'm like, oh, let me turn this game back on. It's about to be lit. And oh my god, I just promised myself I wouldn't say lit, and I did. Oh my god, that's like one of the words I can't stand, and I used it. Oh, uh, first time all year. But anyway, 
I knew it was going to be, you know, something special. So <laughs> I turned the TV back on. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, how it's did happening. that happen? Yep. That was actually, wow. That was impressive. But I just don't like when Tom Brady wins. Me either. And I don't like when Trump is happy. Right. Because <laughs> he's like. It's no secret that the owner of the Patriots is a Trump supporter. The mm-hmm. coach is a Trump supporter. And I mean, like, even though Tom Brady's wife, Giselle, shout out to Giselle. She Daddy, was like, no, we Daddy. ain't we ain't celebrating. Like, we don't support Trump at all. But low key, we kind of know Tom Brady's side. Like, we Giselle, we, we got you. Like, I'm on your side, Giselle. But low key, like, that whole Patriots, mm-hmm. most of that team is just like, all right all trump and i'm just like all right this team keeps winning this is gonna keep feeling like trump just keeps winning that life but i can't it's like november 8th 2016 all, all over, over again, again. <laughs> oh my god so yeah i think i'm just gonna root for the eagles because i just don't want tom brady to be happy and i don't want i'm gonna die <laughs> that's gonna be my day I feel, but i feel like the... what do you think is gonna be the final score who call it now i think it's gonna be pretty close honestly um I think, wow, I was going to say 28, but we all see how mm-hmm, the Falcons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I want to say probably 32-27. Patriots. Patriots. Okay. Thinking it's going to be close and Tom Brady and slash Trump is going to win again. And yeah. And then he's going to have taco bowls and be happy and cancel my them. life. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime he's happy is a win, a loss for humanity, the entire world. Right. Um, last question. Any last thoughts about how women breaking down the barriers and parameters that society has for you guys and us in sports um, and occupying spaces that we don't historically occupy? Keep doing our thing. Mm-hmm. Like we are taking over and I'm just I feel so great about the space that women are in now. Like we're growing tremendously in our respective fields and our roles and I'm just like, We out here. We, we out are here doing it. Like sorry guys, I'm eating an airhead and I'm trying not to chew into We had microphone. we're having like childhood flashbacks. Mm-hmm. We talked about this before. Shout out to airheads. Shout out to airheads, shout out to Skittles. Yes. But not really Skittles because it leaves that weird film in the back of your throat. All the candies that are bad for us, but we're kind of having nostalgia. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to women. I'm just so, I'm happy to be in the position I am now, especially at this point in time. Because like, we're, we're all on the ups, every field. And it's just a great time to be a woman. Mm-hmm. I feel like this show, the last couple episodes have just been celebrating the fact that being a woman is awesome. Yes. And that we're great at what we do. Yeah. I feel like this has become such a woman-centered show. Brandon, do you agree? Yes. He agrees. Our producer, Brandon, agrees. Shout cool. out to Brandon. Awesome. So that was the um, <laughs> the end of the interview with the guest. Now we're going to move on to the final portion of the show. It's called Unpopular Opinions. Uh-oh. We just give a hot take. And that is Ooh. the segment. Uh, May I start? Go ahead. This has been festering in me for a couple weeks. Yes. Okay, so since we're talking about sports, I thought that this would be a perfect time to address um, the fact that, obviously, when you have the Super Bowl, you have the halftime show. Mm-hmm. This year's halftime show is Justin Timberlake. Um, Ooh. My hot take this <laughs> week is, and some of my friends know this, because I, and I actually mentioned this on the other 
a couple episodes ago, maybe mm-hmm. like the second episode or something. J.C. Chazé was a far better singer than Justin Timberlake <laughs> and NSYNC. I was a big NSYNC fan. And listening to their albums, if you listen to them, J.C. carried the group. J.C. was the best singer in the group. No one can try to tell me otherwise. That is true. He really was. Yes. And people are like, no, no, I just listened to it for Justin. I'm like, no, JC was the strongest singer in that group. He deserved his props. Oh, my God. And it's a shame that he didn't. Right. He had the one solo album. It went like quadruple cheerio. Like, it did terribly. <laughs> it did so badly. And now what is he doing? Like, ugh, it's just so disappointing to see someone who has such immense talent just not be able to attain the success that you have for them in their your head. Right. Uh, and then also, I was excited for Justin Timberlake's album. Comes out on Friday. I'm scared. And right now, I'm not really <laughs> excited anymore because the al- the songs that he's put out so far, I'm not excited. It's not building the hype at all. Mm-mm. I'm not feeling it. I don't think any of them are even charting well at all. Mm-mm. I think the first one debuted and s- continued to fall from number, I think, like, 24. Yeah. Yikes. And then, like, how how is it going to be about, like, he said it's going to be, like, about the woods and his relationship with his wife and his kid and his roots and stuff. But it's, like, I honestly... None of this stuff has anything to do. was hoping he did not come out with new material before the Super Bowl. Really? Because I was, like, can you give me, like, 2020 experience... That, and I think that's the reason why he's having such a hard time with this album. Because 2020 Experience was fantastic. Amazing. Now, are you more of a favor? You favor part one more or part two? Part one okay. was everything. Yes. 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 Okay. He slacked a little bit on the part two. Part two, I feel like we're just throwaways. Yeah. And I think that part two also ruined his chances of even getting a nomination for the album of the year for the Grammys that year. Right. Because that same thing happened with um, Kanye, the year that he put out My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yep. So artists, don't put out a second album in the same year you put out a fire album because they're not going to pay attention to the fire album. Exactly. Do yourself the favor. Honestly. But yeah, Justin Timberlake, I don't know what he's doing this era. I'm not excited for the album. I'm not excited for the performance. The only time, the only the only way I will be excited for the Super Bowl performance is if Janet Jackson pops out. And that's the only way he can redeem himself. Because mm-hmm, you know he, the black delegation is not right. There was too like, uh, we don't want Justin Timberlake at the Super Bowl unless he apologizes to Janet. Mm-hmm. So. If that if that woman does not pop out, he is canceled for me. Because he's been saying and doing things the past couple years that I just am like, what are you doing? What are you saying? I'm tired of and I'm, I'm sad, tired of this because I was so I excited. I love Justin Timberlake. Same, and I was like, "Yo, I'm," and I've always beat myself up because I missed the whole 2020 experience tour. Ooh, did you? Oh. oh, and I never forgive myself for it. Was that the one that was on Netflix? Yeah. Okay, that was really really good. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I've been waiting so long for another project, and now I'm kind of regretting it because I'm just like, I'm just like walking through the woods, and I'm like, and I'm like, you have so much time. You had so much time to come mm-hmm. out with something fire, and we're getting Man of the Man Woods. Man of the Woods. Yeah, the only way I'm going to get excited is if he brings out Janet. If he doesn't bring out Janet, I'm done. Because like, he put out that treacherous, can't stop the feeling, couldn't stand that song, still can't. Um, and then like some of the things he's been saying, some of, like, he just seems very, he has a very tone-deaf approach when he talks about right. things. 
and he doesn't acknowledge his privilege. <laughs> and it it's just like things that I've noticed throughout the years are now like coming to light with Justin Timberlake. Yeah. I still enjoy he's an amazing musician. He knows what he's doing. He's a great dancer. He's an excellent performer. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. But yeah, just... that was my unpopular opinion. JC was the strongest singer. The only reason that Justin became the popular one is because, one, he's extremely handsome. Mm-hmm. Two, he could do that beatboxing thing. Yep. I feel like he started to slowly become, like, the lead in the middle of the No Strings Attached album. Mm-hmm. But he became the star during Celebrity with mm. Pop. Yep. He had that. He had the beatboxing section in Pop. Yep. And then, you know the song Gone? Like, yep. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Gone is my shit. But... <laughs> That was his. That was his album. That black. That and white was video. like. Oh my gosh. Woo! <laughs> Man, I love Insync. <laughs> and I know he's not gonna bring out Insync because he bought them out for the VMAs. So it's like, the only logical person to bring out is Janet. Right. That's the only. Everyone brings out guests. That's the only guest that I would accept. And it would blow everybody. I mind. would be. I would probably. I'll, I will report back, um, on this show in a couple of weeks to say if I cried at the, <laughs> at the Super Bowl because if she pops out, it's over. It's over. It's, it's a wrap. Done. But yeah, that's my unpopular opinion. Um, My unpopular opinion is going to be all sports. Um, it's okay. That's. I think we're going to just call this episode sports. Although I did like when you said not my QB. That made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I am just going to be the most cliche of all cliches and say... <laughs> Even though the Giants went three and whatever, I'm not going to acknowledge the losses. This year, best believe, the Giants will be snagging their next Super Bowl championship next year. (laughs) Led by none other than my best friend, Odell Beckham Jr. So, y'all can call me crazy, call me unrealistic, and be like... (laughs) We just got a new coach. We don't know what we doing. Odell is still out of control. Eli's about <laughs> to retire. Listen. Uh, hear me out. Hear me out. We got to have. If we can go from bad seasons to 11 and 5, then 3 and whatever, to trust me, we can make a miracle happen. And the miracle is that we're going to get this Super Bowl next year. And who knows? We're going to take another one from Tom Brady. So, yes! I mean, what better way? What, would, what sounds better than that? Exactly. And even though, like, Eli is pretty much on his way out, retirement's creeping up soon, what better way to end a career than to take another Super Bowl away from Tom Brady? That will be three. Mm. Three for Eli Manning. So, yes. I'm rooting for you, Giants, as always. I'm rooting for you, Eli. You got to do it for the culture. Because if not, Patriots going to keep winning. And that means Trump going to keep winning. So, Eli, you have to be that guy. Save us all. Eli Manning is going to save the world. (laughs) (laughs) That's a nice hot take. That is. Especially since they had just so many people will be worried to hear it. Such they, a rough year. People are like, Eli Manning saved the world. <laughs> <laughs> we just use that clip on SoundCloud. Like, Eli Manning is going to save the world. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it for the 
episode. I love this. Thank awesome. you for having of me. Of course. Well, that's all for End Friends with Jana Jefferson. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JNA Jefferson. And then follow the show on its Instagram at And Friends Podcast, all one word. And don't forget to just, oh my God, I can't read. And don't forget <laughs> to subscribe to the show on iTunes, the podcast app, and Google Play when you can stay up to date on new episodes when they become available. If you'd like to be a guest host on the show like our friend Aisha, hit me up at andfriendsguest at gmail.com and we will keep in touch. Extreme thanks to my guest host for today, Aisha Quinones. Thank you for, for being me. incredible. So do you have anything <laughs> to promote before we skedaddle? Oh, um, I have some great things coming up. Um, check out my podcast. Ah! I can't be on that because I don't know sports. <laughs> we got to get you implemented somehow. Look, I'm restructuring the whole podcast. Okay. So that's on the ups and we're like revamping the whole thing. So it's called Matters at the Met. So once that's all revamped and everything we're going to be back at it pretty soon also it's a lot of things that we can't speak on too much right now but if you follow me on twitter instagram all of that at bquinones b-e-q-u-i-n-o-n-e-s you'll be able to see everything so it's gonna be exciting yep, yep. do i have anything to promote um shameless plugs besides my instagram that i don't really check like that um am i doing anything no. I'm just working on a lot of pieces and trying not to rip my hair out. Yeah. Just stay insane. Yeah. Um, Black History Month is coming up. Hey, hey. So any anyone can celebrate Black History Month. Because you can um you can celebrate the people who were, you know, here now who are making making things happen right. for the black community. Especially those who are saving Alabama. Yes. From a governor who is just the worst oh, so you, you, even if you're not black you can still celebrate black people exactly it doesn't it's not it's not relegated to just black people celebrating black people mm-hmm. like you everybody can celebrate us yeah i mean we are the greatest we are the worst exactly so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah also, like before the episode like officially officially ends, we all, last year we ended with like an F you to Donald Trump, but now mm-hmm. that it's 2018 and we're trying not to be like as bitter, <laughs> we're what we're doing now is is what he should be doing instead of tweeting. So, this week I think that instead of tweeting, Donald Trump should hmm get a coloring book and like color a little bit. I think coloring is a really nice stress reliever. And I think that since he has like such high blood pressure, <laughs> apparently he has perfect blood pressure. Like they said that he had like his health reports out or something and his, like, his blood pressure is like decent. He also I think to that's be very a lot. smart, but we'll yeah. see how They also, they, oh my God, they changed his body mass index. Like they said, instead of being 240 pounds, because that's technically overweight for his size, they said it was 239. I'm like, you know, you a full lie. <laughs> you know, that's a lie. But yeah, I think that instead of tweeting, I think he should get himself a coloring book and just like color a little bit. It would be, it would be nice. My advice to Donald Trump, read a book. Mm. Read a few books. They'll make you smarter than you think you are right now because, sir, no. I think an encyclopedia is a good start. Yeah. Encyclopedia has a lot of... Awesome start. All the words. The biggest words. The best words. Start off basic because you need Hop to... Hop on pop. That's good. 
<laughs> about our bun pop. Because we, look who we're talking about here. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's as basic as it can get. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's my advice, too. Awesome. Well, um, we'll be back in a couple weeks. Two weeks. That's usually how things work around here. So, two weeks, uh, we'll have a new episode and a new guest and new fun to be had. So, thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye.